Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. All right, now what are we talking about this evening? Who's your, your week to choose something? Uh, well, you mentioned um, dating. Okay. In a conversation we had with another gentleman a few days back. Okay. How to get into the dating world taking care of ourselves to make us the best we can possibly be for. Yeah. So we've talked about um, dating before. Uh, is there something specific in that line you really wanted to talk about? Um, I think more along the lines of exactly what I just said with um, getting, getting ourselves ready. Like how do we prepare ourselves for the dating world? Um, We've talked about what to look for. Yeah. What do we talk about and what we expect from ourselves? Well, I can do it from a man's perspective. It's going to be difficult for me to do it from a female's perspective. But from a man's perspective, um, and actually I think this kind of applies to both genders, but Uh in order to find the best catch that you want in your life, you need to be the absolute best version of you, right? Um, If you're struggling to find a date, you're struggling to, you're not just attracting the right kind of people or the right people you want in your life, um, the starting point should always be with you, right? It goes back to the philosophy that I always have is, you know, everybody's got a sphere of control, right? You can't control other people. You can't control them wanting you. You can't control them being around you. You can't control any part of that. The one and only thing you're ever going to be able to control in your life is you. So if you focus on you and controlling you and making you the best version, you will draw those people who you want in your life to you, um, it seems stupid and really weird and cliche to say things like, you know, you get what you put out into the world. But, but it's true. In this case, and especially around people, like high quality men aren't going to be drawn for any given amount of time to a low quality woman. No. And low quality women aren't going to be drawn for any given amount of time to a low quality man. Right? right. There's plenty of women out there who have their flings and do their one night stands, but that's not a relationship. Right? Yeah. They're looking to get their rocks off. They're looking to fulfill a biological need, and then they're moving on with their life. Um, you know, and since the topic of this podcast is particularly for relationships and marriage and looking long-term, you have to do that when you're talking about, like, how do I set myself up for success and be that type of person that draws the type of people that I want? Yeah. I think... The situations that I've seen, at least most recently, with um, some people that we got either one person or the other. Um, I actually find it more on the women's side than I do the men's side. Um, But they're just not putting in the effort to themselves to make them the best versions of themselves for their future spouse and or partner. Um, Like you've got... Say, for instance, instance, you have a woman out there that says, any man needs to respect me right off the bat, even though I haven't earned it, or I need a man that makes six figures, and he better have a nice car, and he better have his own house, but she's still working retail and living in a tiny studio apartment and isn't doing much for herself. Like, you can't demand a level of 
items, so to speak. You can't have an itemized list of things that you demand out of another person that you aren't willing to put in yourself. And I think that's where a lot of people fail nowadays. They yeah. know everything that they want, but they've never stopped to check, wait, am I enough for that? Have I put in that same amount of effort? Because other people are going to have a list of demands too, and if I don't meet those, I'm not getting very far. Well, when you're talking about high-quality people, right? You're talking about people who are successful, who are ambitious, who are driven, um, who are self-sustaining and independent. None of them are going to be willing or have the time or resources to want to dedicate to fixing you, no. right? Um, so the onus, again, like we said at the beginning, is on you to fix you. Um, go to the gym. Eat healthy. Um, you know, put a schedule, make a schedule, keep a schedule. Pay your bills. Um, pay your bills on time. <laughs> take care of yourself. If you can take care of yourself, you'll be a, you'll you will attract the people who want to take care of, who who don't want to fix you, right? Uh, they want to be there for you, not because they get something out of you. Um, it no helps one you. Wants a project. It's not true. There are people who want projects, but once you're fixed, then what? Or they've reached their capacity of what they can do for you, mm -hmm. then what? Right? They're gonna move on. They're not gonna want to spend time with you. Uh, they're going to move on to the next project. And if you're that person who's constantly finding yourself hooking up with people who to fix them just so they can go with be somebody else, there's some decisions there that need to be made, right? Like it's time for some introflection and go, what am I doing that's drawing these people to me? Um, because you don't want to be the fixer. Right, you want to be the person who's linking up with somebody who's compatible to you, who's happy to you, and then is then you know gonna accent your life, not fix it. Uh, and that's something unique that we found when we were pretty. It it was a, the novelty of this relationship for us is I was always the fixer in all of my previous relationships. I would get with a girl when she was not doing well mentally or physically or financially, and I would help her get on her feet, and then she'd move on, and or find somebody who is more fun or more entertaining or whatever. And you were the same thing with your yeah. previous boyfriends. You fixed, found somebody that you could, needed to be fixed and then you spent the time and energy to fix them and then they moved the fuck on and you were left like, so what, right? Like you saw it as an investment. Me trying yeah. to fix this person was a future investment and they didn't see it that way. And um, you get into this vicious cycle of needing to be needed um, instead of focusing on making yourself someone somebody wants you shouldn't need anybody no one should need you yeah it's a matter of wanting each other and wanting the time and wanting the relationship now moving past that mm -hmm. into you've found the person that you think is going to be the one right even though the one doesn't exist um <laughs> you found somebody that you want in a relationship that you're looking to move forward with um now what? Um, how do we start? And it's a cliche for the people who've listened to this podcast before, but it starts with open and honest, honest communication. communication, right? Yep. And it's got to be all three of those things. It has to be open. You can't be afraid to receive or give criticism. You can't be afraid to give or receive praise. It has to be honest. You can't say if... If she looks fat in those jeans, tell her she looks fat in those jeans, right? Just find a tactful way to say it. Yeah. Um, if, you know, he, he looks like a dweeb with that haircut, tell him he looks like a dweeb with that haircut. Um, you know, let it be what it's going to be. And 
that's really kind of the end of it. Um, and once that's all done and played out, like you have to have that open communication, that two-way communication. Um, so you have to be safe, feeling safe to talk and feel safe to um, be talked to and actively listen about it um, and then maintain that. You know, don't let the little things fester. The little things eventually build to resentment, and resentment builds to the death of an inevitable relationship, regardless of how much time or effort you have put into it up to this point. All right. I don't know. Anything to really, I mean, and being a genuine who you are, too, right? Um, everybody comes to the, the table with their dirty laundry, right? And everybody comes to a relationship with expectations. If you're the person that wants a relationship, because you want somebody who's going to be with you when you're 80 years old on a porch rocking back and forth yelling at children to get off your lawn like I do then that's what the that's the expectation you need to go into every relationship with is does this have the capacity to be what I want yeah and don't fake the funk as you're starting out like no. don't go into a first second or third or fourth date with hey this is what I do for a living when it's not or this is how established I am in life. If you're not, you need, you need to start it with honesty because eventually you're going to have to come to a head with anything you've started with and either admit it and make up for faults and hope that they stick around or proceed in this lie and know that you've started a relationship on a lie and you don't want to do that. And there's nothing with, without, you know, that's not to say that you can't share your ambitions and your dreams. You should, sure. but those ambitions and dreams should be backed by action and determination and a plan, right? Like, mm -hmm. I can dream to be a multi-billionaire, <laughs> but if I don't have the means <laughs> to get there or the plan to get there, then I'm never going to get there. So I'm not going to go into a date and be like, I'm going to be a multi-billionaire because I don't have a way to do that, right? right? But if I have a dream to be a doctor or a lawyer and I'm working actively to go to law school, then that maybe that's something you talk about, right? Um, because shared ambition and shared dreams should be part of a, a conversation. Um, we have a another episode about hard lines and soft lines that we've talked about in the past, um, and it not is not just about sex. It, <laughs> not just about sex, um, but the hard lines and soft lines talk is about what is it you want, what is it you need, how do you you know, what are your dreams going to be and, and what are your things that you absolutely can't tolerate or won't tolerate or um, help. That's to help decide whether or not compatibility is going to be a thing early on so that you're not spending six months to a year to two years to three years to four years trying to um, figure out if this is the relationship that is really has the, the ability to go the distance. We've talked about it in a couple other episodes before, but um, no one's saying to lay everything out on the line in your first date, like, hey, I want kids in the future. Um, but you don't want to wait until six months down the line to mention that, hey, um, kids is something I definitely want in the future to have your other, you know, your the other person say that, uh, you know, kids isn't really something I want. It's not something I was looking for. And now you've spent six months together and you've got to figure out how to either... <coughs> One of you is going to deal with either or, or you guys are moving on again. Or worst case scenario, you find out that they can't have kids. Right. And you were really hoping that that was going to be the thing, right? Like, you're, yeah. man, I've always wanted to be a dad, and I want to be with somebody who can help me become a dad. Um, and then 
only to find out that you've spent a year or two years with somebody who, one, either isn't interested or two, physically can't. Um, not to say that there aren't creative options. There are. I mean, you can, you can adopt. You can, uh, there's plenty of kids out there in foster care or the adoption systems that absolutely need good parents and need good families. Um, but most of the time when you have that internal urge to be a parent, um, it's usually centered around having a biological child. Um, being a step-parent, it is different. Not terribly different, and it doesn't change the way that I parent, but it, there's, there's little intricacies that are different when you're a step, uh, as a step-kid uh, growing up. Like, I felt, I, I knew that there was a difference. Um, and as a step-parent, there is a difference. And you try your best to not let it be there, but it's always going to be there a little bit. And same thing with adoption. I don't, I'm sure there, there are plenty, millions, um, if not billions, of adopted children who had wonderful homes and wonderful parents, and they came out on the back end of it. Great. Um, but if you really want a biological child, you have to talk about that bridge early on. Um, but that's far down the road from the initial dating side. Right. Um, the starting point with all of it needs to be you internally, right? Like, how do I take care of me? Um, and you it takes some introspection and some, some time meditating or thinking or journaling or whatever your methodology is. But like, what is it I don't like about me? Because if I can fix what I don't like about me, then that's one less thing that somebody else can harbor against me, right? If... Um, I'll, I'll use an arbitrary example, right? I don't like the fact that I have a patchy beard, okay? <laughs> and I have insecurities about it, and I'm going to have insecurities about it for the rest of my life. Whether she vocalizes the fact that she doesn't like my patchy beard, I know she doesn't like my beard, but if she doesn't like my patchy beard, right, my, she's never told me that she didn't like my patchy beard. She's never said anything to me about it, but I'm, because I don't like it about myself, I'm going to, I always going to have that concern that she's going to have feelings about that, right? She's going to have thoughts about that. And it's going to build those, those negative brewing thoughts that'll be in your head. And you've got to get over those quickly. And the easiest way is, Hey, do you mind my patchy beard? I know her answer is no, she doesn't like my beard, but, um, she hates fucking. She fucking hates facial I hair. I like facial hair. Um, but she loves me for it. Anyway. I love you anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of a silly and arbitrary example, but it's a thing, right? Um, and people, everybody has their little things, and over time, those little things add up to be big things, and they get into those nasty points where all of a sudden, a toothpaste not being put in the toothpaste holder, toothpaste, a toothbrush not being put in the toothbrush holder, um, turns into a massive argument throw down yeah. fight where people are, you know kyle's punching holes in drywall and and brenda's asking for the manager right um you don't want those kind of fights you have to avoid those kind of fights and there's really only one way to avoid that fight and that's talking to talk beforehand right get it out when it's still new and it doesn't seem like it's a big deal but it potentially can be and it can build up to it and if you have those conversations early on and be honest and genuine in who you are you're going to attract the kind of people who are going to be genuine and honest with you. Um, but there's reciprocity in relationships too, right? Yes. Um, you can't be... We have a rather traditional marriage. Um, I'm the sole breadwinner. She stays at the house with the children. It was an agreement we came to years ago. Yep. You can hear about all of that on previous episodes. Um, but 
this is because of that um i have expectations of my wife and what she does and she has expectations of me and who i am as a husband and I can only fulfill my her expectations if she communicates them to me, and she can only communicate. She, I can only for blah. Words she can hard. only fulfill my <laughs> expectations of her if I communicate them to her, uh, and that's part of this whole process. Is you know um, coming out of the gate swinging, and we came out of the gate swinging, saying you know, well, there's there's already a couple kids in the mix. Um, we're not fucking around. Like we want. I uh, she wanted a husband. And she wanted a father to her children, and those were her expectations that she needed of me. And though I didn't feel ready, and in some ways I still don't feel ready. Um, you're never ready for kids? No, you're not. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm willing to take that challenge, and I'm willing to do that and fulfill those expectations of you, or for you. Um, but setting those tones early on set us up for a lot of success. Mm -hmm. um, a few years ago, when we went to... Um, said it on a previous episode too, but a few years ago when we went to a therapist because um, we thought we were having communication issues in our marriage. The worst and um, best therapist in the world. He actually told us, no, you don't have communication problems no. between each other. You both have your own baggage that you've brought to this fight um, that now you have to sort through. And you know, through that process of focusing inward on ourselves because we've spent so much time in previous relationships focusing, out, focusing outward on other people's problems that we never got to address what was going on inside. When we finally had to, it woke us up and we started realizing, no, we, there, there are, this is an important thing that needs to be covered is self-care is super important. It um, is. It's very important. And we're not just talking, Hey, go get a spa day or go get your foot massage. No real genuine self-care, yeah. um, physical fitness and putting the right things in your body food wise. And, your mental health, and that's a big one. And people are always worried. Well, if I go to a therapist, I'm, you know, I'm going to get the side eye. Or your mental health is really important. And if you're going to take that kind of baggage into a future relationship, they need to know that you're actually working on it. If you go in and say, "Hey, I'm freaking bipolar," and they ask, "What have you done to get help?" and you say nothing, it sets a bad precedent. But if you're working on it and you're steadily bettering yourself, it just makes you better in the eyes of a future partner. It's okay to be crazy. Oh, yeah. You okay. just have to find your co-flavor of crazy. Yes. Um, he likes my crazy. Yeah, and <laughs> I have I have my crazy. My crazy drives her nuts on occasion, too. But we find a way to make it work. Um, yeah, so... So let's say you're sitting across the table from a dude on a first date. Okay. What are things you don't want to hear? Um, Besides sure. the fact that he's wearing an affliction t-shirt and a monster hat. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about his past conquests, and I don't want to hear about um, how amazing he is as a person. I don't. I don't want to hear the ego. I don't want to hear. Um, so, what starts know. you early? Like so. If you're sitting there, you're having a conversation, you're having dinner with a dude. It's been you know, so long. I know, but uh, just try to use the imagination, right? Mm -hmm. What are things that he can say or do that are going to make you go, hmm, and just automatically start thinking, okay, second date material? Um, 
usually when they tell me that, you know, not just that they have a job, but what they do. And even if all they do is, I don't know, I'm a mechanic for a car dealership or yeah. even a salesman at a car dealership. I don't particularly like salesmen at car dealerships, but they talk about it in a sense that they're not bragging about how much money they make or they don't also belittle their job, but they talk about how much effort they put in and the hours that they work and... I don't know how they always try harder. They worked really hard for this promotion and I don't know. Somebody tells me that they volunteer for causes or they donate to charity. That's a big deal to me too. You married the wrong person. <laughs> Whatever. I, Cause I don't do any of those things. No, I do it for you. I know. Um, but, uh, Cause all those things involve people. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, it's a soft balance. So, I mean, I don't want you bragging about all of your accomplishments, but I want to hear about your accomplishments in a very humble way. Yeah. Um, but I want to know that you have some as well. I mean, if, if you're coming to the table telling me you've been in the same, I don't know, McDonald's job for the last 15 years and you're still living in your mom's basement, it's safe to assume you're not going to go anywhere and you're not going to be able to take care of me in the way that I want to or that I need you to. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not family man material. That's not, you know, what I'm looking for. There might be somebody out there that's looking for that, but that's not for me. But if you go in with those expectations and you ask the right questions to get the answers you're looking for, you'll learn that enough. Early on enough to, you may not even make it to the second date. You should know by the, the end of the first date whether or not it's capable. Yeah, whether well, there's, there's some kind of, connection there right yeah yeah so me never having actually formally dated anybody ever (laughs) um i didn't do the courting phase um i really didn't know i wouldn't know what to ask or to even say i mean i know how that like how i interacted with girls um yeah you showed them your pretty face and they squealed internally apparently (laughs) not just girls but yeah no um (laughs) i for me honestly it's because I've always kind of been a really rather genuine person, like I've never saw the point in trying to be like more than I actually was or more extravagant than I actually, I've never had to, I've never wanted to pretend to be somebody that I wasn't. Um, and because of that, like I was pretty forthright, um, pretty genuine. I've never had a problem talking to people, um, especially people that I may or may not be interested in. Right. Um, there's, personalities that intimidated me a bit when when I first met them um but I don't know like I think being genuinely who you are um and then always striving to be better you know to better yourself is a big deal like I know one of the big deals that when we got together was the fact that you exercised so religiously and you ate so um you know disciplined and you you seemed very like goal oriented and focused and organized and now i know it's a a byproduct of managing your crazy but then i didn't i didn't see that um and i was like wow she's really determined really disciplined really organized person um i was like that was that was that was appealing to me no you are those things. no i'm saying that was your response yeah i'm absolutely none of those things um (laughs) not that i'm not disciplined when i need to be or or driven when i want to be um but i didn't really you know, there's things that I, sitting across the table, like, I have to admire the person who's sitting across from me. I have to see qualities in them that 
accent mine and don't compete with mine. That'd be the big thing, right? I don't want to. I don't want to compete with my partner. Um, there are couples out there who do absolutely want to do that. I'm not interested in that. I I want a somebody who's actually my partner, um, not my competitor, right? Yeah. Um, you know, people and you want to accent each other, not fight. Yeah, each like other. you're supposed to be like puzzle pieces, right? You're supposed mm -hmm. to fit together, and that person fills in your shortfalls and then together you can become a more complete partnership. I don't know. I keep saying the word partner like it's weird, but you want to become a more complete unit, right? Mm -hmm. With the two people accenting each other's weaknesses and, and shoring up each other's strengths so that when you inevitably hit shit times, you know that that person's got your back. Um, right. It's hard to figure that out early on, but if you know what you want and you're driven to be a particular type of person um that's gonna be it i mean that's that's the way to go as far as attracting those people right yeah um best piece of advice i can give to anybody who's in the dating scene or new um maybe younger coming up or whatever is be honest be genuine and strive to be better yeah. every single day even if it's simple stupid shit and all of that seems like stupid cliche like office right. artwork but it's true but it's super true you gotta check your own boxes before you start checking off someone else's that's true can't expect from somebody else what you're not willing to give to you yourself let alone somebody else you know absolutely um, i mean when we first decided to actually start dating you didn't yeah. even have a job no. but i saw the potential there and the way that you talked about your goals and your dreams you had a plan you knew how you were going to get there and you were already making steps to do that. Yeah. And you weren't, this is going to sound so bad putting it this way, but you weren't everything you were supposed to be then. You weren't anything then, but I knew you had the potential to be all of the things you said you were going to be. And you are. Very contemplative face right now. <laughs> I don't honestly know how to respond to it. I mean, I appreciate all of it, but yeah, I, I was, uh, I wasn't in a bad place, but I wasn't exactly a, a successful like fucking entrepreneur or lawyer or anything at the time. You um, had a transitional phase, but that's how I knew, I you knew loved it was going to be good. That's how I knew you loved me, because you didn't get me for my money. I didn't have any money. so. No. Yeah. Took you at face value. But the face value, that's what, was, that's what was there. That's what was important. He answered the questions properly. He knew where he was going. He knew what he was going to do future-wise. And he was bound and determined to give me all the things that I was going to need and want. And thus, I was willing to return those things. So. Yeah. And, but it wasn't just the, you know, I wasn't, I was bound and determined. Is I had a, I had a, I had a plan, oh, you know. Yeah. Yep. I knew what I wanted to do in regards to my life. And though it didn't necessarily follow the path that I had laid out. Um, I think it worked out better. I think it, it worked out the way it was supposed to. And, you yep. know, we were able to be successful. So. Yep. Yep. All right, that brings us to pretty close to a half hour of recording. So yep. I think we're going to call it there. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. For those of you who are interested, we're going to try. This is part of a live Twitch stream, so it may sound a little different. Uh, we're going to try doing this weekly um, as well as uploads into the podcast. Um, you know, Follow us on Facebook. You find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, everywhere else. Thanks for coming. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook.
and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.